Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Precious Father, once again, we come before you. Our desire is to receive instruction and to give us strength, capacity, and ability to continue to walk with you. We demand Holy Spirit for insight, wisdom, knowledge, and revelation of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. All right, so we're still going to continue this morning with skills and success, and uh, this is part number four. Again, our text is Proverbs 22, verse 29. Proverbs 22, verse 29. Hallelujah. See thou, a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings, he shall not stand before me men. Can you observe the man that is diligent in his business? He will stand before great people. Can you observe a man that is conscious of what God has called him to do? He will stand before great people. We are saying that success is not just tied to maybe you wake up in the morning, you pray, and you do nothing about that. When you finish praying, you receive instruction. Or what to do. You see the scripture made a statement. And it says. The Lord will bless the works of your hands. God is right. He answers your prayer. But he blesses your work. He answers your prayer. But he blesses your work. You must, you must make the difference clear. You pray. To get answers. You walk. To be blessed. You see, Paul was even speaking to the Thessalonian church and said, Those of you who are stealing before, don't steal anymore. Go walk that you may be a blessing to other people. So God answers prayers, but He blesses your walk. Hallelujah. Are you following me? And we are saying, if you are diligent in what you are doing, you won't stand behind. You'll be in front. Your diligence will so much bring you from behind the scene that men will begin to observe that there is something in the life of this man that is very, very unique as compared to other people. I'm going to give you some example from the Bible this morning again. Last week I tried to make you see how Daniel transcended four kings in Babylon. How many of you understand that? Just because of wisdom to interpret dreams or revelation, he was strengthening kings. I mean, he was giving strength to kings. He was stabilizing them just because of what he could give to them. Those were the, the grace on the life of somebody called Daniel. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing this? Okay, so I need you to get something this morning. I want you to understand again that 
I keep on emphasizing it. That is what you know how to do that gets men to recommend you. It's what you know how to do best that makes people to recommend you. Go with me to 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 28. 1 Kings 11, verse 28. I'm going to read from just there. This is Solomon building the temple. Last week, we read that Solomon wanted to get materials for the building, and then he said, the Zidonians should be sought for. Remember that? Yeah, and he said, oh, come on. Come for the timbers, fell the timbers for me to build a house, and then you tell me your wages. That means what you know how to do best is what produces the money that you need. Salary comes to you, money comes to you because you are engaged in what you know how to do best. All right. So now Solomon's got in the materials and let's see what happened next. So verse 28, the Bible says, And the man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor. And Solomon seen the young man that he was industrious. Praise God. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to pick there. Seeing the young man that he was industrious. He was not the lazy guy. This morning you are praying, talking about the young man, uh, you know, and then the young man, you, find, you understand that? Good. He was industrious. He wasn't a lazy person. He saw this man that he was industrious. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then he made him ruler over all the charge of the house of Joseph. Because he was industrious. He didn't apply to be a ruler. He didn't beg to be a ruler. He didn't lobby to become a ruler. He was industrious. That's the queen. He that is diligent in his business. He will not stay before me, man. Praise the Lord. Made him ruler over the child of the house of Joseph. And verse 29. And it came to pass at the time that Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem. That the prophet Ahijah the Shiloman found him in the way. And he acclimbed himself with a new garment. And they two were alone in the field. Follow the story. And Ahijah called the new garment that was on him. Arranged it in twelve pieces. And he said to Jeroboam, Take the ten pieces, for thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, behold, I will reign the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon, and will give ten tribes to you. But it shall have one tribe for my servant David's sake, and for Jerusalem's sake, the city which I have chosen out of all the tribe of Israel. Verse 33, just go to verse 33. Because they have forsaken me, and have worshipped us, Asteroid, the goddess of the Zeronians, Chesmore, the god of the Moabite, Michael, the god of the children of Ammon, and I have not walked in my ways to do that which is right in my eyes and to keep my statutes and my judgment as did David his father. Let me first say this. Who was Jeroboam? Look at this. Jeroboam was from Ephraim, the tribe of Ephraim. That was the leading tribe of his northern kingdom, which is the ten tribe. Is that okay? He was an ordinary man. He was not from a priestly family. 
He was not from a prophetic family. He was just an ordinary citizen. Is that okay? An ordinary man like any other person in Israel. He's seeing that he had worked for Solomon, the king, when he was building. That's what we read in verse 28. He filled a gap in the city wall of David when he was working. As a result of his good work, Solomon promoted him, like we just read, over the whole forced labor. In other words, all of the charges, all of the taxes, all of the monies that were coming in, they were given to who? To Jeroboam. Just to supervise the building of the city and the temple. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? He said, I've ruled over the charge of the house of Joseph. This means he was in charge of the taxes and the tributes that were coming into Solomon. I mean, I want you to picture this. That Solomon picked somebody as a king. All of the money that were coming in. Here was a young man to manage those money for Solomon. <laughs> I don't know how you say this. He didn't apply for this job. Hallelujah. I want you to understand, and I said that the last time too. Don't you ever think that whatever you are doing, no man is seeing you. If you are crafty, we will know you are crafty. You see what we read this morning? In Psalm 18 verse 25. I will show my first faithful to those who are faithful. I will show myself merciful to those who are merciful. And I will show myself crafty to those who are crafty. The Lord knows. We said that in the beginning. Think about those that were chosen as deacons. Specific qualities were required. And they said, from among you choose, from among you, you pick. We see you. Your brothers see you. That is why I say your attitude sometimes can either be encouraging or demoralizing to your fellow brother in the faith. You have to be careful. Because it's not just only that your brothers are seeing you, even God is seeing you. Praise God. How did he get qualified to become the one in charge? Because Solomon observed him while building the city and the temple walls. Diligent in what you are given to do qualifies you to a higher level. When people come and be praying about next level, they have to understand. <laughs> it's not enough to pray for next level. It has to do with the state of your mind and your commitment to the things of God. It's not about praying for the next level. And I thank God I what uh, Pastor Francis said on Wednesday. When I say this thing, it's not like I don't believe in prayers. That's not what I'm saying. And, and, and I pray. Amen? I do pray. Praise God. My family can tell you that I pray. But I'm trying to make you understand that there's a place for prayer. There's a place for what ought to be done to be done. You can't mix the two. Hallelujah. I, 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 I was in the village uh, and an incident happened in my friends. I was 
I came in and I find that there was this guy that right in Okai, I mean in Keke, and then was talking with him. And then, so what was it? Now, there is this ministry, they do convenient prayer, money convenient prayer. Whether for one month or something like that, you know, program, you know, as the case may be. And this guy, because he's doing Keke, you know, you need to balance the Keke, you need to take care of his family, he wasn't able to attain, and that become an offense in the church. You understand that? They, struck, they frustrated this guy and all manner of things were said about him just because he was not attending those prayers. That is nonsense. Absolute nonsense. This guy need to pay up. The church did not give him money to buy the keke for higher purchase. He has to pay up. He has to feed his family. What are you looking for? For what full month? You call it money devotion. Nonsense. He that is diligent in his business. Nothing that the diligent is staying in the house of God for money till evening. You put your head down like a bulrush, money till evening, and you say, program. What kind of programs? You just create a bunch of lazy people. Expecting manna to fall from heaven. Manna is not falling. Even when they go to Canaan, manna they don't fall again. Manna cease. You say you must go now and get the honey for you to eat. No manna in Canaan. It only fell in the wilderness. See a man diligent in his business. Shall not stand before me, amen. Shall stand before kings. I see you getting up somewhere. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, now, you see. Solomon did not only see this man, God saw him too. So, sometimes the question will be, but the Bible says God is no respecter of person. Yes, God does respect people. What God does not respect is genealogical factor. God will not make the child of Eli to be a priest because Eli was a priest. That's what it means. But God respects people. So don't tell me God is no respect of person. What it means in that context is God take Jews and Gentiles and he can take them to himself. But when you want to follow as to whether God can observe some people, sure he does. You are not going to leverage on your father's background just because you are born into a priestly family. Therefore, you must be a priest. No. You got to be diligent as a priest before God can actually allow you to be a priest. Is anybody following what I'm saying? So guys, it's a respect of people. <laughs> it's a respect of diligence. Praise God. It does respect people, but it does not respect genealogy. Amen? Praise God. How many of you remember that even the tribe of Judah, they were producing all of the priesthood, but what happened? They were abandoned because they could not stay diligent to what God intended to do. Jerusalem was destroyed because the priesthood failed. So why do you think God is going to respect genealogy? Listen, if you are not diligent, it doesn't matter. I was discussing with a friend recently. I remember the young man came to me few months ago. It's only I got to discover who the father was. The father died. He was a pastor. The church is all gone now. First of all, the mother was saying that she is the one to take over the church. 
drove out all of the elders, whatever the case may be. She couldn't cope. The boy himself couldn't cope. Now, God is not going to say, oh man, because your father was a pastor, therefore the church must run. Not true. Because they don't have what it takes to run the church. God is not respecting genealogy. He respects the individual diligence in what you are called to do. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? So Solomon was placed, I mean, Jeroboam was playing this compulsory labor force of the house of Joseph. A supervisory role among the people of Israel just because he was diligent in his duties as assigned to him with the work of Solomon when he was building the temple. Did you get that? I mean, think about that. So, listen, it's not your background. What gives you promotion is not your background. It's not a question of, well, I came from the village or I came from a poor home. That is not it. It's not where you came from. It is how diligent are you in the things of God, in the things that God intends you to do. How committed are you? Praise the Lord. See, that a man diligent in his business. He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before what? Mere men. Hallelujah. Are we still here? Business, simply, is a rightful concern or responsibility of an individual in a given state of life. Business, responsible concern of an individual. In a given state of life, by implication, whatever your hand has chosen to do is your business, and you must do it well with diligence. That is where your reward will come from. That's where your promotion will come from. That's where the resources are going to come from. Hallelujah. I gave you a story here some time ago of a man, okay, in quote, a man of God that was always in, remember the story? Just right there to go there. He will always be there praying money, evening, praying money, evening, praying money. Rent will come, had no money to pay rent. A friend was the one responsible for paying the rent. Right? In the midst of praying and praying, he had one child, took a child. <laughs> Wonderful prayer. Anytime you talk to him, oh, he's fasting and praying. Fasting and prayer, you're making children. Crazy. That people will help you, help you to take care of. Bunch of lazy people. And you expect promotion to come. You expect success to come. No, it's not going to come that way. It's not going to come that way. Prayer, I keep on saying, is for you to navigate in the spirit and find answers as to what you want to do. It's to give you, it give you insight into what you want to do, what you are supposed to do. That is what prayer is all about. Most times, the things I write, the things I teach, I just kneel down to pray, I get inspiration. Yesterday, I was here praying with my wife. I got inspiration. The next phase of what I'm going to be putting on Facebook just came to me. You see, prayer is what navigates you. You navigate in the spirit. Get answers, and then you download them on the earth. You are not going to pray, sit down, ask my money to come flow to you, whatever. It's not coming. You better sit up and get something to do. Praise the living God, somebody. 
No, people will tell you, well, I don't have money to establish. It depends on what you feel you want to establish. I, I, I was speaking the other time to a few sisters, I think Kenya. I know that when I had a meeting with them. See this braiding you do, this braiding. Huh? How much money comes from that? How much do you need to braid people's hair? And you see people coming. Look at that little, that lady there. Don't bother kills. Every day you go, she don't even have a shade. People stay by the shade of the face. And she's always busy. Have you noticed that? She's always busy making money. We are just being lazy. And we, we think, we pray money will begin to fly from this guy. God does not use Naira in the first place. He doesn't use Naira. Praise God. Are, are you following what I'm talking about? God doesn't use Naira. So which one you, you want to pray for Naira to come? It's not coming. Naira is in hands of people. Is anybody following what I'm talking about? It's in hands of people. When you are doing what you are doing, the Naira comes from the hands of people. Naira is meant to pay for services rendered. When you have no service rendered to anybody, how do you have to get the Naira? Praise God. Are you following me? You see, I need you to be diligent. I need you to know what to do so that money will come. When you pray, God, what must I do at this time, at this season? God is going to give you an idea. He will give you an idea. Praise God. Let me begin to analyze a few things about this story for you. Number one, industry brings you to a class in the society and in the world. Industry. Diligence in your business brings you to a class in the society and in the world. That's number one. Write it down. Praise the living God. Industry brings you to a place of diligence. I mean, a place of a class. You know, it promotes you. Being diligent brings promotion to you. Amen. Praise the living God. Are you listening to me? Number two. You are ever recognized amongst men and even with God. You are recognized by men and by God. You see, Jeroboam was just busy they were just concerned with the job. And remember I read last week? If you are faithful in another man, God will give you your own. Hallelujah. So here was Jeroboam. Be faithful in the work of Solomon. God now gave him his own. By promoting him. So the first thing is this. When you are diligent, not only man sees you, or even God also do what he sees you. That's why he rewards your labor. So Solomon saw Jeroboam and picked him. I remember right now, we're going to show you. Not just that, God also said, bring him, Ahijah the prophet, go locate Jeroboam. Can you imagine that? Not only God sees you that you're industrious, men also sees you that what? You're industrious. Praise the living God. 
You know, sometimes my wife, my children, they, they say, oh, come on. You, too much. Come on, too much. Yes. In fact, I was somewhere recently and the person was saying, you read too much. I said, well, yeah, that's true. But now I can't stop. It's like somebody who is alcoholic. It's difficult to stop. You understand that? Unless you are going to take him for therapy or whatever, you know, <laughs> you understand that. So maybe they have to do something, you know, to be able to slow me down. But I can't stop. That's the problem. It's already part of me. And somebody asked me a question: How do you read the Bible? I said, I don't read the Bible. I study the Bible. Is it because the things you read, the things you say, we don't seem to find them the way you say them? I said, That's the difference. I don't read. I study. The Bible didn't say read. The Bible says study to show yourself approved unto God. Amen. When you are diligent, man knows and God also knows. Are you following that? Once you start being diligent, you are already set for promotion. You are set for acceleration. You are set for exhortation. Once you are diligent, even in your business, in your selling, if you are diligent in what you do, the way you display, the way I used to buy my cream from a sister at the Jebade. I mean, anytime I go to the store, the store is arranged in a different pattern. It's anytime I go there, the store changes. Man, I, I mean, I can't imagine it. And you just feel like going in because of the way the, the materials are displayed. Just colors, you know, dumping, whatever. Diligent. Even in selling, you should be diligent. The way you display your wares can attract people to come to your shop. Are you following that? Praise the living God. Number three. Jeroboam was chosen by God to become the next king whose major responsibility is to care for his people. Mm -hmm. That will shock you. Somebody just taking care of blocks or building, whatever the case may be where Solomon was building. And that was enough for God to say, man, leave this building, leave this block walk and become a king and take care of people. Can you imagine that? The level of promotion that came to this man just because he was diligent in arranging blocks. Took him from being a mere laborer and brought him to become what? A king. He gave him ten tribes out of the twelve. Rule over these people for me. Because you are diligent. Did you see that? He wasn't praying to become a king. He wasn't desiring to become a king. But just because he was diligent that God sees him, this man is diligent. By implication, if he can be so diligent in doing this, he will be diligent in taking care of my people. Praise God. Who told you God does not reward labor? <laughs> this is the reward he got for just being diligent in assisting Solomon in building his temple. Some of you, that is right. What you do, what you do, sometimes I say, now your church, it's not my church. It's God's church. And I like blessing it out. I say, church of God, not my church. It belongs to God. 
You're diligent in doing what you're supposed to do in this ministry, in this fellowship. It's not only be registered in the sight of men, but also in the sight of God. That is what you don't know. That's why you don't have to be callous with whatever little responsibility you're given to carry out. You don't have to be callous about it. Because that also brings in your promotion. And so this guy was just helping Solomon in building. What's the next thing that happened? God said, no, you're too diligent to continue to be laying blocks. Come out. Hallelujah. Get out of that place. Become a king. I'm giving you ten tribes. Rule over them because you're a diligent man. Solomon said, come out. You can't continue to be laying blocks. Be in charge of all the finances and all the laborers. Be a supervisor. Be a ruler. Can you imagine that? Man promoted him. God promoted him. Job because he's diligent. What are you doing with your life? Hallelujah. Number five. He has centered your kingship through diligence. But being observed not by man alone, but also by who? By God, like I said before. He became a king because he was being observed not just by man, but also by who? By God. If you are faithfully little, it shall be faithfully much. If you are diligent in another man's home, God will give you your own. If you are committed in the work of God, God sees and he takes you a higher level into your own that will bring in your peace, your joy. It's not everything you struggle for. I'm showing you the pathway to success. I'm showing you the pathway to greatness. I'm showing you the pathway to elevation. Praise the Lord. Number six. Am I right? Number five. Okay. Messages come from God to you when you are diligent in what you are asked to do. The prophet was sent by God. Instead of you looking for prophet, prophet will look for you. Messages will come from God because you are diligent. Did you get that? He was just doing the manual job, taking care, building blocks, and God was preparing a messenger to go to him. He wasn't asking God for anything. But God sent a message to him. You will hear God when you're diligent in what you're doing. We go look for prophets. What will tomorrow be? What will tomorrow be? What my business be? What we go look for prophets. But I'm telling you, you can be so committed in what you are doing, even in the house of God, that God will send prophet to you. He will be the one sending prophet to you, not you looking for prophets. You can change the narrative. <laughs> That prophet will come knocking on your door. God asks me to come to you. That is what you should be expecting for being diligent. When men will come knock on your door in the morning, say, God asks me to come to you. God has a message for you. Why? Because you are diligent. Not you looking for prophets all over the place. Why? You are not diligent. Not only in the things of God, even in your own business, you're not diligent. Be diligent in what you're doing. May your heart be right with God. We write it again this morning. He that is faithful, I will show myself faithful unto him. Amen? Did you get that? So, 
instead of looking for prophet, <laughs> you can act. Prophet will start looking for you. How do you like that? Praise the living God. Prophet will be looking for you. Men will be talking to you on the road. Even madmen can talk to you on the road. Because somebody say madmen. I want to let you know that the very first place where you are known is in the realm of spirits. Not just where you're walking. Your commitment to God, everything about you is known in the realm of spirit. Somebody say, how can you prove that? It's there in the Bible. What happened to the sons of Sceva? The devil says, I mean, I'm not hearing anybody. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? So where did they know them? In the spirit realm. So when I say, man, man, I can talk to you. You are looking strange as if I don't. You think God, that's the point. The devil knew who they were. The first place where you are known is in the spirit realm. Therefore, your commitment can deliver angels to you, can deliver men to you to give instruction, to tell you the mind of God about your life. So God sent this angel, I mean messenger, the prophet of God, go tell Jeroboam and give him ten tribes. I am saying Jeroboam was not spending seven days all night in prayers. No. He was just being diligent in what he was doing. He was just focused. He was not even thinking about being a king. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Praise God. Number six now, right? <laughs> Life directions come when you are diligent in your duty. Jeremiah left from being a common man to a new level of life within his environment. The next direction of your life, your next direction of your life, the direction of life can come to you for just being diligent. For just being committed to even the little thing that you ask to do, even in the household of faith. Be together. Now, Jeroboam is going to be sitting among kings, talking with kings. A new direction entirely of life was opened to Jeroboam just because he was diligent. Are you following me? Praise God. I remember sometimes we had a PFM meeting in this place. Remember that young man? A young man was asked to lead prayer here. During PFM meeting when we had here some time ago. And we, we looked for the guy's number. I have to look for the guy's number. That in our next prayer conference, he will be the one to preach. Because he is diligent. He was, is a diligent man. He understand, I mean, what he was doing. He knew what he's doing. You will know. When you see somebody with diligent in what he's doing, you will know. You will be the one looking for him. I got his phone number already. In the next prayer conference, he won't come here to speak. He's in town here. So we're not going to import somebody from U.S. to come and speak here. He's in town here. What we are looking for is in that man's life. Is anybody following what I'm talking about? That's what I'm saying. The money we use to, to buy tickets, we will give it to him. He's in this city. 
is diligent. When he led prayer point, and the next one too, right? We went for another one there. The boy was also asked. Did he lead prayer that day? I think briefly. You will know that this guy understands exactly what he's doing in his life. Being diligent will make men look for you. You'll be promoted. The next level of Jeroboam was established because he was diligent in what he was doing. From being an ordinary citizen to becoming a king. Oh no. Anytime I read this guy's story, he challenges my life. For me, just a member, a citizen, a worker, and I become a ruler to rule over people. The same people that they were all working together now. He's not going to be their king. Can you imagine that? Just because he was well diligent. What are you doing with your life? Hallelujah. He became a dignitary, number seven, by just being diligent. You see, you understand what it means? A dignitary. He became a personality. He became a renowned person because he, he was just being diligent. From just being a citizen, he became a king. The status changed for just being diligent in what he was doing. No longer a mere citizen. No longer just an Israelite. But now King Jeroboam. Something was added to his life. <laughs> for just being diligent. Are you following me? Come on, are you there with me? You shall be promoted. I say you shall be promoted. You shall receive another title. For just being diligent, you shall. You see, when Jesus was picking disciples, these are some of the things he was looking for. He, he went to Peter. Peter was a fisherman. You remember that? That means he was a diligent fisherman. And he said, come, I'll make you fishers of men. I'm going to transfer. You understand that? This your ingenuity, this your ability, I'm going to bring into the gospel. He was promoted. Now today he's an apostle. You can still be talking. Um, I mean, until the end of the ages, Peter is still speaking based on the two books that he wrote. He's still talking. Peter is ruling you today. Because anytime you he said, according to the book of Peter, according to the fourth, you understand that? You quote in according to, that means a judge passed a law. So you are referencing the law in making judgment. According to the book of Peter. So even up till now, Peter is judging you. Peter is ruling you. But that was a fisherman who was diligent. Can you see what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Number eight. If you can what he never dreamt of, for God will do exceedingly above all that you ask or think. What he wasn't planning for, he became it. Why? Because God will do exceedingly above all that you ask or think. Praise God. Are you there? Number 10. Is it nine? Number 9. You interface with those that matters in the society. No matter how powerful a king might be, it will take a plumber to fix his leaking bathroom. Am I correct? I want you to listen closely. You interface with people that matters in the society, Joe, because you are diligent. 
If a king owns a palace and he has a leaking bathroom, it take a plumber to enter his bedroom or bathroom to fix it. Am I correct? That's it. Just being diligent as a plumber, you enter the bathroom, the bedroom and the bathroom of a king. Are you following what I'm talking about? That's what diligence can do. That's what diligence can do. For being a good barber, just being a good barber, eh? you can interface with the president of a nation. Am I correct? Because you have to cut his head. And you are a professional barber. They know you very well. And they can recommend you. That man can barber very well. Now you can become the president barber. Ordinary barber. But you know, no citizen in the country have access to the president just like you do. You can step into wherever he wants you to come to, to bab his head. He's not going to come to your shop, so you are going to go to his palace. Because you are a good baba. Are you following what I'm saying? You interface with personalities because you are diligent. Men will look for you. Kings will look for you. Hallelujah. Just because we are diligent. I want you to understand what I'm saying. Skills and success is not just about how long you pray. You pray, get wisdom, and then execute what you are supposed to do. Be diligent to what you are doing. Just be diligent to what you are doing. Praise the living God. Are you following me? Jerobam, I mean, moved to the next level just because he was diligent in what he was supposed to be doing. He was not thinking about it. He was not praying about it. He was not, no, no, no. He never had a conference, sat down one day, I wish I can become a king in Israel. No, he wasn't thinking about that. But he had something to do, he was focused on that. He was committed on that. He was making sure everything was doing was right in the building of the temple and the city. He was doing the best he can without thinking of the reward. He wasn't even thinking about reward. What, is anybody following what I'm talking about? So friend, listen. Your diligence can take you to any level in this life. The Bible is so true. See that a man diligent in his business, he will not stand before mere men, he will stand before kings. You will interface with people that ordinarily you are not qualified to go into, to talk to. You interface with them. The example of a Baba I gave just now. He may not be a graduate, he may just be an ordinary street boy. But because he knows how to do the job, the president can look for him. The king can look for him. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? No matter who a king is or a president is, he wears clothes. And he closes no door in his house. A tailor must do that. So see, a tailor can interfere with the president just because he's diligent in being a good tailor. There is no job too mean that God has given to you that cannot take you to a higher height. No job too mean. Every job you think is a mean job is what takes you to a higher place because somebody up there is looking for somebody down here to come up to fix that problem. Every job you are doing is a problem solving situation. And once you can solve a problem, somebody will look for you because there will always be a problem. The king will have his clothes torn. They need to be mended or get a new one. Somebody have to make them. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. The rocks could be dirty. Somebody have to come and clean the rock. If it's not having professional rock cleaners, have to come into the king's palace. 
There is no job you do that cannot take you to interface with higher people in authority. No job. No matter how mean you think the job is, it takes you up there. Praise the living God. The cleaner in the office have access to the managers even in a most bedroom. I'm, I'm in bedroom, right? The cleaner can have access to that place. Think about that. But for you to see a managing director, you are going to knock on the door, you are going to wake in the sitting room, but the cleaner is walking past you right in there. You see what I'm talking about? The cleaner has more access than you do with all your papers. Are you following what I'm saying here? No job is mean. If you are diligent in your job, you can get to any level. You can interface with the highest people. And above all, you can interface with God. Praise the living God. Are you following me? Am I helping anybody? I need you to excel. And I want to show you what can get you to the place of being, I mean, somebody that has a name in the society, somebody that can live well, somebody that can, men can always recommend because you are good at what you are doing. You've got to be diligent in what you are supposed to do. He that is diligent in his business. He, he says, say, see, you know, he said what? He says, see, look, observe this. God is calling attention. Pay attention to what I'm about to show you. Have you seen a man that is diligent? He can't stay behind. He's already in front. See, I need you to see this. Look, see, observe. If you are diligent, you will be at the top. May God help you. May understanding come to you. May wisdom come to you. May you find something to do. And may you be promoted in that which you are doing. Stand up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I just need you to stand up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I need you to start talking to God quietly. I need you to start talking to God quietly. Start talking to God quietly. There are certain things that God should be communicating to you at this moment. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.